0: How's it going, everybody? Welcome in to the Friday episode of Quick Hits. My name is Blake Pace. Really exciting episode coming up today. We welcome back in Teddy Pristash doing week seven picks against the spread. Uh, Both of us, uh, a lot of of good tidbits in this one. We had a lot of good conversations about a bunch of these games. A a lot of really exciting games, too. We were talking the, the, the last two weeks, there's been, you know, a few good games here and there, but a lot of blowouts or a lot of games that you aren't the most interested in watching. There's a lot of exciting stuff today, a lot of cool storylines this weekend. Um, so uh, enjoy the conversation with Teddy and I. Make sure to head over and uh, and, and uh, leave a, you know, a five-star review on the show. Uh, leave a comment on there. Share it with your friends. Um, always appreciate the support that you guys give me. Um, and yeah, we'll keep rolling through. We'll be back on Monday uh, talking about everything that's transpired over the weekend. And we'll move from there so without further ado i will switch things over to uh, my conversation with teddy all right and as always for our friday episodes we welcome back in teddy pistash live from syracuse new york teddy i almost called you pistash again for the second week in a row i stuttered there and ended up stopping myself Um, We are back going through week seven of the NFL season, picks against the spread. Before we get into how we've done uh, this past week, updates on the season, Teddy, first off, how are you doing?
1: Hey, Blake, how are you? Um,
0: (laughs) Good. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, Yeah, I'm doing pretty well overall in terms of my life. I'm having some fun. I have today off.
0: Yeah, that's good. Yeah. In I,
1: terms of betting, I I went under uh, 500 on our on our season picks against the spread. I'm 33, 34, and four. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I feel I feel good. Last week was a tough week at the beginning, but I came back a little bit, um, and and I'm just I'm feeling good today. I don't know. I feel like my picks are they got some special juice to them.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to see where we lined up. We were talking a little bit before the show. I I feel really good about the board this week. Um, uh, yeah, taking a look at last week, I mean, both of us didn't do well. I went 7-7, seven and seven, you were 6-8, and eight, so I barely edged you out there. Um, but there is a, you know, one thing that I always like to think about, too, is people listening to this show, they can take insight, you know, some things we say and play with either of the way. So, you know, last week we were very split on a lot of things. There was a situation where, you know, if someone was listening and they liked some of what you were saying on games, you know, some of what I was saying um, – there was a situation where someone betting, you know, on either side of us could have gone ten and four. So really, we were just split on a lot, and, and really only both got a few games wrong. You know, we both uh, whiffed on the Packers. Uh, we both were wrong about the. Uh, we are both wrong about the Patriots, and both we were. Wrong about the Browns. Yep, and we were both wrong about the Browns. So those were really the three right there that um, that really uh, kind of did us in, but. Um, yeah, not 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 a bad you know week. Right now, looking at the standings, uh, we had to update. The graphics were a little bit wrong, so we went back and checked through uh, before we started recording. Yes, you are 33, 34, and four. Um, I'm currently sitting at 41, 29, and one. One thing that is really important to point out is week two. I went 13 and two, and Teddy went seven, seven, and one. So you know, aside from <laughs> week two, we're actually we're actually really close with each other. So. Um, that, that that week is a huge difference maker for me so far in the standings, but um, really exciting week of football coming up. Uh, we're going to go yeah, through... Yeah, and Blake, mm-hmm. um,
1: I just want to jump in real quick uh, before we move on to this week. Um, tell a little anecdote. So last week, I, last weekend I was in Rochester visiting some of my buddies, um, and I left around like 3.30 because I wanted to get back like before the Jets game started at 4.30. Mm-hmm. And in that time the Eagles-Ravens game, the Titans-Texans game, and the Washington Giants game, yeah. they were all going pretty much my way.
2: Yep.
1: <laughs> and then I get home and I check all these scores and I'm like, what happened? So <laughs> so last week I was 6-8, and eight. I got backdoored three times pretty hard. I mean, yeah. obviously it's betting it happens, but... But I just thought I was like, Wow, what a what a turn that took. So, oh yeah,
0: that's the difference between the nine and five week from you where you're sitting pretty well over five hundred and, and, and also your first win over me just on a on a week to week basis. So that that's a huge swing for you right there. I, I agree. I got very lucky on, on those games to just go seven and seven because you know, I was on the opposite side for all three of those where I was on I was on Washington, I was on uh, the Titans and I was also on the uh, that third one there that you were talking about as well. The too. Eagles. The Eagles, yeah. Or no, sorry, I was on the Ravens, so we both lost that one. Um, but yeah, so we've got we've got a lot of fun games this week, a lot of interesting lines, just taking a look over my picks. There is a lot of stuff that I like, so um, let's get right into it. Ted, we'll talk about the uh, the craziest one first. Uh, we'll talk about your New York Jets. Um, 0-6, the only winless team in... In all of football, um, they are welcoming the Buffalo Bills who are, uh, you know, in a little bit of a slump, two straight losses, but to two very good teams, the Tennessee Titans and the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, New York has scored fewer than 20 points in five of their six games this season. Uh, the Bills offense has been very electric. Um, as we said, you know, the last two weeks, it's, it's struggled a little bit, um, but the Bills are opening up here as 13 and a half point favorites. Uh, I was checking my lines. I've seen it still stay at 13 some places. It's gone up and down, uh, you know, a little bit throughout the week. Teddy, current state of the Jets, how are you feeling? And then how do you feel specifically about this game?
1: Yeah, um, so I do want to be a little positive for a second. Um, Arnold is, um, he's been practicing. I I, I honestly doubt he'll still play this week, but he has been practicing, says he's feeling good. Um, So, even though I don't really think it's going to have a change on how the Jets play, I just I like to see Darnold out there. Um, Denzel Mims, their second-round wide receiver, he's probably going to come back this week. Oh, um, he hasn't played a snap all season, Good. dealing with multiple hamstring injuries. Um, again, I don't really think it's going to affect how well they play simply hmm. because, to me, the coaching staff and the roster all combined, it's just that they're just a really, really bad team right now. Hmm. Um, I do also just want to say... These Jets lines are going to keep going up, and and the early line for the Chiefs next game or for the Chiefs game next week is at around minus twenty two right now.
2: Oh my god! I want
1: to tell everyone to jump on that because too. to non-Jets fans that may seem like a lot of points, but for someone who watches their games every week, it, it'll be like a college game. It'll be like a Clemson against a bottom tier ACC team, like 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 dude, Syracuse this weekend, TV, like thirty five. <laughs> points to me you know and and I just so I just want to say that I mean get your pets in early because if if anyone's smart they're going to be taking the Chiefs with the points there um for me for this game specifically just like you said the Bills the Bills have lost these two back-to-back games and that might make people jump off them but like we said last week we have the Chiefs who I didn't expect them to beat the Chiefs anyway Mm -hmm. we have the Titans who have actually just continuously been a very consistent team in this league um, yeah. and they've been overperforming a lot of people's expectations a lot of people thought they would regress um, from last season and they haven't and and I'm really just not worried about the Bills at all I mean even last week they didn't play their great game but they didn't play a great game, but Josh Allen is still making it a game at the end of the game, which is that's what good quarterbacks do. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I'm taking Bills minus 13.5. The Jets still stink. Um, I don't mind picking against them anymore because I know how bad they are. But, but I wouldn't be too worried about the Bills. The Jets still have nothing to work on. So Bills minus 13.5, and, and I feel pretty good about it.
0: Yeah, I think you take a look at it. I mean, like you were saying with that early spread for next week, I mean, the, the Dolphins covered that 22-point spread. Uh, you know, the, the Colts did as well, too. Uh, the Cardinals won by 20. The 49ers won by a lot, 31-13. to 13. So it's like, it's like, man, at what point? <laughs> look, you, you know where I'm at. I put a lot of money on this game. Um, I put uh, 115 to win 100 on the Buffalo Bills to cover 13 and a half. And it's it's everything you said, you know, yeah, the Jets might be getting some players back, but they're a deflated football team. They have no will to play for this coach. Um, They have no desire to put any effort out there for Adam Gase at this point. And it's a shit show. You know, you're sending people left and right. You trade away one of your defensive tackles to Tampa while you're down in Florida last week. Um, There are reportedly other guys could be on the move before the trade deadline. It is, um, you know, the big thing for the Bills when I take a look at these two losses and I, and I think, okay, what was really going on for them? In Tennessee, they're missing their number two wide receiver and their top two cornerbacks. Plus, their offensive line really didn't play that well, so Josh Allen was under pressure for a, a, a majority of that game. And it was the same case this past week where the Bills' offensive line didn't hold up against the Chiefs' front, and Josh Allen really had no time in the pocket at all. He was getting hit a bunch, had to make some quick throws, um, and, and that really just didn't help his case at all. Now, what I'll say about the Jets, they don't have Chris Jones. They don't have Frank Clark. They don't have any of the big bodies that the Titans have, you know, like Jeffrey Simmons. You, you know, like Quinnen Williams is a good, talented player, um, but he's not at the level of a Chris Jones or any of those guys yet. So I expect the Bills offensive line to perform a lot better. Um, and, and John Brown is still questionable for this game, I believe. So that's another thing to monitor, but I still, you know, like, like you're saying, you know, the Jets are still the worst team in football. They are, to me, the only active team, I I don't know. There are a few teams that are actively trying to lose, but I don't think any of them are as hard as the Jets probably at this point. Um, and, and you know, with Gase still there, they don't, there's no, you know, there's no fire in that locker room to win. There's no, you know, urgency, um. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. Taking the Bills minus 13.5. I have a lot of money. I, I don't bet bigger than, you know, like 20, 30 bucks at times. But I think I've decided my, my move for the rest of the season is to just bet to win 100 uh, on the, uh, on the you know, betting against the Jets. So, I'm, I'm riding Bills minus 13.5 really yeah, hard. Yeah, uh,
1: I don't hate that strategy. Um, and I do just want to touch on what you said about other teams actively tanking. It's... It's just, it's obvious if you watch the games, like, other teams, you take the Falcons, the Giants, even, like, the Redskins, or excuse me, the football team. These are bad teams. They still are playing competitive football. The Jets have played one somewhat competitive football game, Mm -hmm. and it was a game where they had, like, five or six field goals. So, we just, we need to be realistic about what the Jets are. Um, and what they are is the worst football team we've seen in a long time.
0: So. Yeah. Oh yeah. This this is on pace with the 0 uh, 16 Lions, the winless Browns. Like this is this is a team that will go down statistically as one of the worst all time. It's certainly on pace for that. Um, so we're both on with the Bills minus 13 and a half. So we got you know Buffalo winning by a couple touchdowns there. Let's now go to New Orleans, where we've got two very competitive teams, uh, interdivisional matchup um, that is that I'm very excited for. Um, the Carolina Panthers sitting at 3-3, three three, just lost by a touchdown, I believe, to the Chicago Bears a week before. Um, they are taking on the Saints fresh off of their bye week, uh, sitting at 3-2. Big note for this, Michael Thomas injured his hamstring in practice after he was set to return after multiple weeks of, of, uh, of absence. He is now questionable for the game, not sure if he's going to be able to make it. The whole Michael Thomas situation in New Orleans is so weird. You know, he I was know it's injured. confusing me a lot, to be honest with you. Yeah, because he was injured for a bit, and then it was like, oh, he's coming back, and then he got disciplined for fighting a safety in practice, so he missed his first game he was going to be returning for. Since then, he's now injured his hamstring. Um, but, you know, meanwhile, the Saints still open this one. They're seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, Teddy, uh, are you riding with the Saints here? Do you think that they can blow the water with the, the Panthers, or do you think the Panthers keep this one close?
1: Yeah, um, this is this is a, a hard one for me, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. The Saints are a team I like, generally. I'm, I'm, I'm still big on Breeze, even though he's pretty old. Obviously, I like Michael Thomas, who, uh, as you just said, is questionable. Um, but for me, I mean, all season, the Saints have been kind of underwhelming without, um, without Michael Thomas in the lineup. And at the same time, I keep trying to pick the
0: Panthers and pick my spots, and I keep picking wrong for yeah. a couple games, you know. They're um, they're a frustrating me, team. They're a frustrating team to uh, to yeah, bet on this year.
1: No, definitely, definitely. But I do like them, and I and I mean they have those weapons on offense. I mean Robbie Anderson has has come to the scene. Um, mm. DJ Moore is obviously just a great talent. Mike Davis has been playing out of his mind. Um, it, it to me this is just a hard one. Um, Saints defense has been pretty bad though. They've let up a lot of points. Um, the, the week one against Tampa, they only let up twenty three. But then every week has been more than that from there. Um, So I'm going to go Panthers. I think the Saints are going to win this game. But I just don't think the Saints will win by more than a touchdown. So just because of the Panthers' firepower
0: on offense and the Saints with their not great defense, I'm just going to pick the Panthers plus 7.5. But this is kind of a tough one for me. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm taking Panthers plus seven and a half. I might honestly sprinkle a little bit on the money line here. Um, there are two big things that stand out to me with the Panthers team that nobody really talks about. Uh, the first being their pass rush. They have one of the best pass rushes in football in terms of production and um, you know pass, pass rush success percentage. And they're doing it with a really young core of people. They've got Derek Brown, the, the rookie um, out of Auburn, uh, playing defensive tackle. Um, he has been phenomenal this year, and they also got second-year edge rusher Brian Burns, who is—he was one of those guys taken in the in the teens last year. Didn't have a great rookie year; it was very solid. He has been terrific this year. Um, I expect them to put some pressure on Drew Brees, and and look, I'm I'm down on I'm down on Drew Brees. I, I'm down on him. Um, I, I just I don't think that he's you know. Uh, aside from a few throws a game that he can make, I just I think something is off. I think he's hitting that end point of his career. So I think he's gonna be under pressure a lot this game. Um, and I think the Panthers are really gonna you know hold their own. And like you said, Saints defense hasn't been that great. And the Panthers have one of the more talented wide receiver duos, trios, if you want to count it, to throw in Curtis Samuel. And then the fun storyline here too, You think Teddy Bridgewater wants to go in and beat the Saints? You know, I think, you know, there was never any animosity. You know, he had really enjoyed his time in New Orleans. But, hey, that's his former team. He had a few starts for him. I'm sure he wants to get the win. Exactly. So I think he wants to get the win. I think that this is going to be a very exciting game. I think it's going to be a very close game. Like I said, I might sprinkle a little on the Panthers' money line if it it really bumps up uh, as we get closer to Sunday. But um, I'm with you here. Panthers, 7.5. I just don't think... You know, the, the, how close the Panthers have been playing teams like the Bears. Um, you know, there are they're a couple wins that they've had on the season as well, too. Um, I don't think they're a team that's going to, like, consistently be blown out. So, I think seven and a half um, is enough points. I, I, love, I love the half point here. I could see them losing by a touchdown. I really could. But getting that extra half point is, is really solid. So, I feel good about the Panthers. Yeah, and I just want to jump in real quick. Yeah. I think I say this literally every week, but... We're two games in, and boy, am I excited. I love football. <laughs> yeah, if the Saints
1: at 1 o'clock, that's just going to be such a
0: great game to watch. Oh, yeah. There's there's a lot of really exciting games, whether it be, you know, there's a lot of divisional matchups, um, but then we also got some great quarterback matchups this week too. There's a, there's a lot of good stuff going on this week. Um, so let's go. Speaking of divisional matchups, let's head to Cincinnati, where the 4-2 and two Browns being humiliated by the Pittsburgh Steelers last week. Fuck the Browns. I'll say it right now. Teddy, both of us can agree on this. Um, I, you know, I, I admitted that, you know, I I just was kind of had blind faith in Cleveland. I thought they had things rolling and I wasn't a Steelers believer. They get humiliated by Pittsburgh um, to the point where, you know, toward the end of the game, they throw in Case Keenum just because Baker was taking so many shots and didn't look great. Um, They're going to take on the 1-4-1 Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati last week, a quick 21-0 lead over my Indianapolis Colts. Uh, of course, it was a lead that they took a little bit too early in the game. I think you get up 21-0 and it's, you know, maybe halftime or early, you know, third quarter. I, I'm sure maybe they would have felt better about holding on to that lead. But they were up 21-0, you know, early in the second quarter. By halftime, the Colts had already brought things back a little bit closer. Uh, they go and win that game. Cleveland opens up on the road as three-and-a-half point favorites. Teddy, uh, we were talking the frustration with the Browns, how they always just, you know, we, we buy into them and then they fuck us. Um, how do you feel here as they go on to take uh, the, the the Bengals here in Joe Burrow? Yeah, I mean the Browns have just been one of those teams that that I've been missing on. You know, I mean I didn't believe in them two weeks ago um, when they had the uh, when
1: they had the uh, the Colts. You mm-hmm. know, and they and they they won won that game. Um, and then last week against Pittsburgh, um, I tried to buy in and I got it wrong. You know, so. This one's tough for me just because, as you know, um, and I think anyone who's been listening, I do, I, I like the Bengals, you know, I like their moxie. Yeah. I, last week I had them to cover plus eight, and they did, which is cool. Um, but at the end of the day, I think I think one of the biggest stories for the Browns is that when, when Baker starts feeling that pass rush um, against these really good defenses, that's when he panics and that's when he makes mistakes, mm-hmm. you know? Um at the end of the day, I just I don't think the Bengals have the talent. I think the Browns yeah. do, so I'm going to stick with the Browns here minus three and a half. I think that it'll be a big day for Kareem Hunt. Um, I think he'll be able to to get a lot going on the ground. Um, but I do just want to say um, we should not I should have never bought into the Browns. I, I, I've always <laughs> been against the Browns as frauds. Um, I should have known last week. I didn't. I made the mistake. But I'm going to ride them here against the bad team in the Bengals. Um,
0: last time they played, Joe Burrow through 61 times. I mean, that's just not a recipe for success for a team, um, in my opinion. So I'm sticking with the Browns. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Browns here, too. We're three for three on our picks so far with each other. Um, kind of just like what you were saying, the, the defense isn't, uh, you know, where the Browns have really struggled this year are just against the Ravens and the Steelers. What do both of those teams have? Terrific front sevens, terrific defenses. Um, so the Bengals don't possess that. They've got some guys that are, you know, even their, their star players on the defensive front seven are complaining about play time. Uh, I saw Carlos Dunlap and Geno Atkins, um, you know, came out and vocalized their frustrations with how much play time they, they haven't been getting. They, des- they, they think as vets they deserve more. Um, you know, Baker, 4-1 and one career record against the Bengals in his, uh, in his young NFL career. Um, I think that the Browns, like you said, they just have, they, they're just the more talented team, 3.5 points, I still think that the Browns can be a good team. I still think that this is potentially a nine and seven team that gets into the playoffs. Um, you know, with one of those wildcard spots. Um, it just you know they only have to play the Steelers and the Ravens twice more. So then you get to four losses guaranteed there. Um, I don't have their schedule up right now. I still think that this can be a good team. Um, but it's 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 a team we talk about all the time. There are just certain teams that if you get down, your quarterback doesn't possess the talent to overcome deficits. Baker doesn't seem to be like one of those guys um so i i'm going with the browns here i think they get an early lead they hold on to it um and then three and a half points is is pretty small so I'm, i feel pretty comfortable with that one so let's on head on down to uh to washington now where uh nfc east matchup between two more just dreadful teams um you know obviously we got to see the giants and the eagles play last night uh, dallas two and four lost on Monday night humiliated by the Cardinals um two really humiliating losses in Dallas this year for Jerry Jones you know getting blown out by the Browns and Cardinals two franchises that you know the Cardinals had some success about a decade ago but um you know both are really you know lower tier franchises i bet those got to be really humiliating losses for Jerry Jones to just think of the Cowboys being America's team is what he likes to think you know the most valuable um you know NFL franchise um, and, and now they're sitting at two and four with some really embarrassing losses, but they're going to take on the Washington football team uh, who, you know, just, you know, barely lost to the uh, New York Giants this past Sunday. Just an awful game to watch a very boring game. Um, Dallas has won seven of the last eight games versus Washington. Uh, we got it as a pick I'm checking it now. Dallas is a point favorite, but we, we got it locked in as a pick uh, Teddy, who is going to win this game in, in DC? Yeah, um, this is an interesting one to me. Obviously, the NFC
1: East has been the, just the best conference yeah. ever this year. That Thursday night game last night was electric. Oh, yeah. Um, but for me, I mean, obviously the Cowboys are a bad team, but so is the Washington football team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to touch on everyone kind of had these big arguments last week over whether there will be any real drop-off for the Cowboys with Dalton instead of Dak. I thought that was ridiculous. I think obviously Dak is so much better than Dalton. Um, but I still do think Andy Dalton is a very serviceable quarterback. Um, and for me, I had no expectations of the Cowboys last week. So that 38-10 loss to the Cardinals didn't really move the needle much for me because I didn't really yeah. have any great expectations, especially... I mean, at the end of the day, it's Andy Dalton's first game starting you just kind of have to be aware of these things, you know? And, and I think at the end of the day, the Washington football team are a bad team and that's going to be a good opportunity at least for the Cowboys to kind of at least feel some momentum, you know? Um, obviously I don't expect them to gain any momentum and be a dominant team in this league, but I do think that with the the weapons they have on offense, um, especially
0: playing a bad team in Washington, I just think that, um, I just think they're better than the Redskins. So I think the Cowboys win this game. Um, and I kind of throw out last week because I I, didn't, I thought they were going to lose anyway. Mm-hmm. It's a really tough one for me to figure out um, this game. So I, when I think of this, I say, okay, so, you know, yes, the Cowboys have more offensive talent. Um, both quarterbacks aren't that great. What really worries me is the injuries for Dallas. You know, they're missing just about their, you know – several key pieces of their offensive line, and Washington's pass rush, more than anything, is just dominant. It really is. They've got a great front seven. They put a lot of pressure on quarterbacks, and, and on bad offensive lines, they, they enjoy a lot of success, and the Cowboys don't have a great offensive line right now. Um, you also have to consider, in the middle of this week, the reports came out that players in this locker room don't think Mike McCarthy and this coaching staff are good at their jobs. So there's two ways, you know, either the team can really rally around that and say, hey, we get this nonsense out of here. We go out there, we want to win for our coach. Or they really don't have a lot of faith in Mike McCarthy. And maybe they, kind of like what we see with the Jets, they're kind of just thrown in the towel. They don't want to give effort for a coach that they don't enjoy, um, which is really scary to see six games in, you know, it took a couple of years for us to be at this point with Adam Gase. We're not even halfway through this season and, and, and you know, players are already outspoken about Mike McCarthy. I am gonna go with the Cowboys here. I don't feel great about it. Um, Really, it came down to the receiving talent. And I think that, you know, while the Washington front seven is so good, their secondary is horrendous. So if they can even get just some quick passes out to CeeDee, Amari, and Michael Gallup, then I think that they'll, you know, be able to do a lot through the air. I don't expect a lot of Zeke through the ground game. Um, I just think, you know, it's, it's going to be a very close game. Um, and I'm I'm just gonna pick the Cowboys because I think I think you know they maybe get one lucky break you know one lucky uh, catch from C.D. Lamb or something like that. But this is a game that I just like I have I, I have no confidence betting either way on. I really don't. Um, so let's let's move off of that one. So Teddy, we're we're four for four with each other right now on pick so far. I'm excited to see where. He- yeah, best friend stuff. I'm excited to see where you go on this one because I feel very confident about this game. We are going down to Atlanta. The Devil went down to Georgia. The Detroit Lions are visiting the Atlanta Falcons. Lions two and three, fresh off a very, um, you know, uh, convincing win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. That offense was clicking from the you know first drive that they had. Meanwhile, they're taking on the Atlanta Falcons, who picked up their first win of the season over the Minnesota Vikings. Teddy, you hit that one. Uh, pretty easily last week. I was on the side of the Vikings. Um, and, and so, you know, Falcons 1-5, Lions 2-3. and three. Um, One note here, three of the last four times that they've played, this game has been decided by seven points or fewer. Um, Teddy, do you feel any certain way about this game? Because I, I feel very confident about one of these teams. Yeah, um, I don't know if I have any crazy confidence um, in either pick but last week I picked the Falcons
1: over Minnesota simply because I think Minnesota's a bad team. You take the Falcons with their new coaching staff. It just kind of made sense to me. Um, and if they came out and win this game, I don't think that would be the most surprising thing in the world. Obviously the Falcons always have talent on offense. I think the way that Matt Ryan plays differently when Julio Jones is on the field just kind of blows my mind. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just, I don't know, it's just, it's crazy. But for me, it's the same reason I picked the Lions last week. I really just love Kenny Galladay. And I think the Lions this year with Kenny Galladay Hmm. have been pretty good. I mean, all their games where they looked horrible, he wasn't playing, you know? Yeah. So, So for me, I think these are two pretty bad teams who can still be competitive. And I think that a guy like Kenny Galladay separates the Lions from these other bad teams, and that well, that's what
0: allows them to dominate the... the um, but did they play? They played the Jaguars last week. Last yeah, week, um, yeah. Oh, no, the Falcons played Minnesota. Right, yeah. So the Lions being the ja- Jacksonville, that's why I picked them last week, is because Kenny Galladay, I think he just, like, he does so much for that offense, mm-hmm. and I think he's just going to continue to do it against this Falcons defense. Um, I'm going to go Lions plus two probably sprinkle in the money line just for because I always love plus money even when it's not a lot yeah um so yeah I'm feeling
1: Lions plus two and, I, and
0: honestly I'm feeling pretty good about it I'm with you this so I, I told you before I was narrowing down my I had five really nice bets that I liked and I had to narrow it down to three uh Lions plus two was in my top five and you you nailed exactly what I was going to say I was going to bring up the Ka- Kenny Galladay numbers you know they, they weren't a bad offense the first two weeks without him Or even, what was it, the first three weeks that he... Because he came back... No, he played Arizona. He played Arizona. Because that's when they got their first win. Right, yeah. So, you know, the first two weeks, they put up 23 against the Bears. You know, 21 against the Packers. But they got blown out of the water by, by Aaron Rodgers, who put up 42 points for him. But since Kenny Galladay has been back, 26 against the Cardinals in their first win of the season. 29 against the Saints, where, you know, look, if the defense doesn't allow 35 points, that's a win over a really good team. And then they humiliated the Jaguars. My take... Uh, on this game is I think the Lions are a good football team. I really do. I think Kenny Galladay is a is is a huge difference maker for the offense when he's there. You know we're seeing a lot more um, out of DeAndre Swift. You know had a really big game last week, so that's very exciting. I think that the Lions can win this one uh, pretty easily. You know I'm sure Atlanta will keep pace with them. It really comes down to Detroit's defense and can they stop you know the the Falcons offense just a little bit. Um, I I expect a very high-scoring game. What's the over at right now? That's I'm I'm checking right now because... Yeah, check the over on that because... This is a good over game. These are two offenses that are going to be able to just... I mean, pick apart these defenses. Detroit's defense... 55 right now. I feel good about that. Yeah, 30-30 is easy. Yeah, I could could see them both putting up a lot of points. Um, But I'm here with you. I think the Lions win this one. I could see them. I, I know that, you know... Traditionally, I think, what was, what was the number that I gave you? They've played each other, um, you know, three of the last four matchups decided within seven points. I could see the Lions even winning this one big. I just, I think they're a good team. I think they are. I don't know how they, you know, fare with the rest of their schedule, but I think that they could end up in a, in a seven and nine or eight and eight range. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to get the Lions moving to three and three over here. Um, and, and Ted, we're, we're five for five so far. So let's go down. Really fun quarterback matchup here. I think we're going to be six for six I, after this one. <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to be two. Honestly, I, I, I'm i really interested to see. We, we could have – I could see us agreeing on the entire board, honestly, which would be a first and very interesting. Um, so we've got Aaron Rodgers, 4-1 Packers, pissed off, got humiliated by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are traveling to take on the 1-5 Houston Texans. Green Bay all-time in Houston, 5-0. and Uh. Packers 4-1, and Texans 1-5. They're having very drastically different seasons. Packers open up as three-and-a-half-point favorites. Teddy, what is your breakdown on this game? Yeah, um, so you know me, Blake. And for the listeners who don't know, I was a statistics major in high school. Oh, or like, yeah. Excuse
1: me, in college. <laughs> so for me, when I bet, I, I, I like to like identify things um, and just kind of ride them. You know, if you get a team that covers the spread nine out of 11 times, if you take them 11 times, that's going to go well. Um, and we were texting the other day, and you said to me, you "said no teams go 16 and 0, or it's very rare if they do." Mm-hmm. Um, and and the Bucks are like you. Like we were talking before the show, the Bucks are a pretty good team. You know, they look very good. They've had some some tough losses, but at the end of the day, they have been showing us that they are a pretty good team. Um, and so I'm not going to play the game of. Of guessing when the Packers are going to lose or are going to yeah. not cover. I'm not going to do that because I still believe that the Packers are one of the best teams in the NFL. And now while the Texans have looked pretty good these past two weeks, I still think they're a bottom team in the NFL. You know, they, they, they've they obviously looked better and they obviously have Deshaun, who's a great player, and I think he's going to be able to, to keep them at least somewhat in this game. But I think that the Packers are... Again, one of the best, if not the best team in the NFL. I think they're going to win by anywhere from like four to seven. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, so I'm taking Packers minus three and a half and I like it because like I said, Packers are a great team. Texans are not a great team. Um, So this one's pretty easy for me.
0: Yeah, this is an easy one for me too. We know what kind of teams can beat the Packers. You know, To me, this is the same team as we saw in 2019. If you are an aggressive football team with a, you know, hard-hitting offensive line and a great rush attack, you give this Packers team nightmares. You know, we saw it last year the 49ers blew them out of the water twice with just running, you know, for 250 yards, almost a game over them. Um Ted breaking news, Sam Darnold expected to start Sunday versus Buffalo. Let's go. Um so we, I love that. we got Sammy Darnold back, uh, so that's good for the Jets. Uh, no no more Joe Flacco. But going back, going back to this game, doesn't change change mine either. Does make me a little more nervous though, since I have a, I I put a lot, put a lot on them. Uh, So we'll see how that goes. Um, Anyway, so so taking a look at this one, the Packers are, you know, they're not a team that can beat the physical, um, you know, rushing offense-led type teams. The Buccaneers and that offensive line and Ronald Jones—they just dominated. They dominated. And, um, and you know, just like the 49ers last year, the Texans don't have that. They're a finesse team that likes to work through the air. David Johnson has not been good since week one against the Chiefs. That offensive line is not good. And really the strength of the Packers' defense is their secondary. It's not their front seven. Their front seven is good. It's not great. Um, but their secondary is electric. And Deshaun Watson... Um, you know, look, he's going to have a tough go for it. He's a talented quarterback, but I just think that this is a, this is a really bad matchup for the Texans. It, you know, uh, to me, the, where I go with the Packers the rest of the season, if you've got a good rush attack and you can be physical on both sides of the ball, you're going to, you know, have success against this Packers team. But if you're not, if you're one of those finesse teams that likes to go vertical for the majority of the game, it's not going to work for you. Um, you're not going to win a shootout with Green Bay. So I'm with you. Green Bay minus three and a half. I love it. Um, I've already taken it, so I, you know, I feel really good about this one.
1: Yeah, and just real quick, um, I don't think you're giving David Johnson enough credit. I think he's looked pretty good this year. But it's just I mean, the team's rushing as a total has not
0: been great, but I like David Johnson, so I just, I'm just going to give him some love. I just think – I'm also just – like I, I love that they made the trade this offseason. Just as a Colts fan, you know, making the Texans worse makes my life easier and less stressful. Yeah. But I, I'm just more on the side of like, look, I just – I don't think – I don't know. I, I, not
2: DeAndre
0: Hopkins. No, exactly. Exactly. Um, Ted, this next game, this is the one where I think we could be split. I, I don't know. We've got, you know, this is... I'm just looking through the rest of the schedule. This has got to be the game of the week, right? We've got two undefeated yeah, this teams.
1: Is a, a two good teams, in my opinion.
0: The last two undefeated teams in the AFC taking on each other. This is the first time in NFL history that, or I, is it the first time? I might be saying the wrong stat. No, it's, I think you're correct. That we've got two undefeated teams playing against each other in week seven or later. So this yeah. is a really exciting game. The Pittsburgh Steelers. No, it's
1: happened two other times and the winner has gone to
0: the Super Bowl That's times. what it was. Yep. 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 All right. Thanks for fact checking me there on that. Yeah. yeah I so got you. so if, if, if it goes on, maybe one of these teams is representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. Personally, I don't believe it, but we've got the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the Tennessee Titans in Nashville. Um, Titans. Titans. You know this game. This game flipped a lot. I saw it at the beginning of the week. I saw Pittsburgh was favored by two points. I actually I took on Monday morning. I took. Uh, well, I guess I'm going to give away my pick at this point. But I put on Titans money line Monday. It's since swung to now Tennessee being the favorite. Uh, Teddy, am I? I, I, I look. I am admittedly a Steelers hater this year. Supposedly, I'm just down on their team despite being five and zero. And I and I expect their their. Uh, their undefeated season to come to an end in a couple days. But, um, you know, tell me, am I, am I wrong about the Steelers? Am I wrong about this game? How do you see it playing out? Yeah. Um, so here's just what I want to talk about. This is a really tough one for me. Um, I think both of these teams
1: have just proven that they're very good teams in the NFL. The Steelers – and they're two teams that I keep flip-flopping on. At the beginning of the season, I was, I was ready to ride them both. Titans started 0-3 against the spread kind of put me off them a little bit, and now they've answered with a vengeance. You know, the Steelers, they didn't have a great schedule, so that's why I picked the Browns last week, and then they dominated them. So it's been kind of hard for me to to get these ones right. Um, I do just want to touch on both teams. The Titans, you take what the Titans did last season um, when they put Tannehill in, that great run they had, that making it to the AFC Championship game, and they did that by being so efficient, you know. Um, Ryan Tannehill has been one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the league with their run game with Derrick Henry, where at any game he can get you over 200 yards rushing. Like, it's it's unbelievable. And when they play like that, it's, it's hard to beat, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, me personally, I think maybe you personally, and I think almost a lot of analysts out there expected the Titans to regress a little bit this year. Oh, yeah. And I don't think that was
0: out of any disrespect for them. I think it's because the way that they're running their offense is kind of um, unheard of, yeah, I it's guess. An anomaly. it's rare to have an efficient offense to
1: continue to look this way week after week after week. So, so I think the Titans have garnered our respect. On the flip side, I think the Steelers have done the same thing. The Steelers... Blake, I know that you're, you keep saying every week you're down on the Steelers, but yeah. I just want to—I just want to let you know the Steelers are five and zero right now. Yeah, they have—they have, they have eleven games left. Among those eleven games, they get to play Dallas, they get to play Cincinnati twice, they get to play Washington, and they get to play the Jaguars.
0: Jesus, so that's, then you that's five in, more wins. You throw in a couple
1: games against Baltimore, a Buffalo game, um, a Colts game. And a game against the Bears, or excuse me, the Browns, which are all—I mean—the Steelers can be teams that are good teams. You know yeah. what I mean? So, so I, you're you're low on the Steelers this year. The Steelers, I think, are going to have at least ten wins, maybe more. God. And that's being five and zero already. That's that's it's looking good for them. Yeah. So, so this is really hard for me. Um, I mean, I do think the Steelers match up with the Titans just because of, like, the defense that they play. And that's really how you have to beat the Titans is with a good, tough D. Try to limit Derrick Henry as best you can. And on the flip side, the Titans have given up 30 points in three out of their five games. Um,
0: So... This is just a really hard one for me. Um, and, and when I when I think through these games, I like to just think through um, and, and type out my thoughts. And when I started, I really I thought I was going to be leaning towards the Titans, because I really do. I have a lot of respect for the Titans. I think they're a good, good team. Um, but, but I'm going to go with the Steelers here. This is a game we just talked about. It's the game of the week. I probably will stay away from this game in terms of just betting the spread. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I'm going to take the Steelers plus one, but I'm really excited to watch this game um, because, like I said, these are two great teams, um, and both of these teams I expect to be in the playoffs, and both of these teams I expect to be to be causing some trouble at least. Um, I'm going to go with the Steelers, but but this is this could go either way for me. Yeah, that that's really interesting. The point that you bring up about their schedule because that is a guaranteed ten wins in there, um, you know. And 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 look, I, at I, least you think you know, Right. Like, obviously, anything can happen. And, and I think what's What's really interesting about that is we, we do see teams throughout history that have a really easy schedule. They dominate that easy schedule, and then they get into the postseason, and it's like, oh, we have to play a good team now. You know, the the Patriots last year are exactly a, an example of that. They, they made the playoffs. They had a lot of wins against bad teams. Um, and then they went in, they played the Titans that were a good team, and they ended up getting bounced out of the postseason. Everybody was shocked. So maybe that's, maybe that's the storyline we're on. I, I really just... Like, I'm not going to give the Steelers credit and say that they're a great team if they beat up on bad opponents. So really, these are the games that matter. Give me 10 wins against against you know some really bad teams in the NFL, I don't care. I want to see how you do against the Ravens. I want to see how you do against the Titans. The Colts will be a very intriguing matchup. Pittsburgh has owned the Colts over the last decade, so that's going to be a really fun game. Look, the, the win over the Browns, yes, I think the Browns are a good team still. So I'll, I'll give them that. You know, that's, that's a solid win. I do think that it ends here, though. I just I, the, the offense just isn't enough for me. It's not. It really isn't. Like, I get it. James Conner had another 100-yard game. I still don't think he's a consistent rusher. I think the Titans' defense is very talented. And I think Big Ben, as, as good as the numbers will be, the numbers on him throwing passes 15 yards or deeper at the bottom of the league his deep ball accuracy has been really bad. So, yeah, you can work a lot of short game with him, too, which is which is great. You know, you've got talented receivers there. Obviously, you know, it's been it's been a very interesting few weeks here for uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. He's made more TikToks than he has had I catches. I don't
1: even want to talk about it because I traded for him, and I'm
0: oh, so mad about it. He's, he's had, I mean, two awful weeks now where it's like, okay, is the offense Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson? Like, for me, though, I really just think they have – they have those good receivers, you yeah. know. Like oh,
1: they they like do. Like
0: and Deontay Johnson and even James Washington. Yeah. Like those are good players. They bro. are. Like I wish those guys were on the Jets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Steelers always find great receiving talent in in yeah, the mid to late they rounds. very well. Yeah. So I, I look. I just think I think the Titans are are just um, you know I'm more impressed with their resume this year, especially you know look the the, the Texans game. Yeah, it was sloppy. Yeah, they barely won. But I think their performance against the Bills um, was was terrific. Um, I think that they've just got a more impressive resume. And I think they're the more talented team. So, so we do a disagree on here. I, I'm, I'm riding the Titans with this one. Brabel. Um, Brabel's got to get to, he's been getting a lot of recognition this week. This dude is a legit top five coach in the NFL. He is, yeah. he is unbelievable. Um, yeah. and, and his players love him. So all right, so that's our first disagreement uh, for the uh, for the uh, week. Um, we're going to go now to a game that has kind of been switched up on us. It's, we've, we're going a little bit out of order now because the, uh, they have moved the Cardinals-Seahawks game to Sunday night football um, because they wanted to move the Bucks raiders game up to the Sunday afternoon just in the case that the Raiders had more positive tests and weren't able to play. They wanted to make sure that there was at least a game to be played on Sunday night football. So we're going to talk Bucks raiders here. Um, the 4-2 and two Buccaneers traveling to Vegas to take on the 3-2 and two Raiders. Um, this is Gruden's first game against his former team since leading them to the Super Bowl. Um, you know he, he led the uh, led the Buccaneers to the Super Bowl. Yeah, back in back in the early two uh, thousands. There, um, it is known that the Raiders' starting offensive line will not be there. Um, their starting safety, Jonathan Abram, one of the bright young safeties in this league, also unavailable. This line. Look, we got it before it was announced. The entire starting starting offensive line was going to be out. Um, we got it at bucks minus three. Um, so maybe what we can do here is talk a little bit about the game and say, okay, to what spread would you like it at? I don't know if this is, um, you know, one that we're going to necessarily disagree on, but Teddy, what, uh, what do you think can the Raiders, despite all of these, um, you know, missing pieces still be able to keep it close with Tampa? Yeah. Um, I just
1: want to give some information here. I, I kind of did a little bit of research. Yeah. I mean, not a whole ton, but basically um, these Raiders players with
0: COVID, um, the ones who are exposed to um, to whoever had Trent that Brown. positive test, yeah.
1: which is essentially their whole offensive line,
0: um, and then Jonathan Abram as well. Yeah
1: who's a big loss if he's not able to play. Definitely. Um, And I believe, I believe, based on what I saw, that he won't be able to play at all, but some of the linemen still. But they need to remain asymptomatic for five days um, in order to be cleared. And they were exposed on Monday, so they could could potentially get it, but be able to play, but I I wouldn't be uh, banking on it. For me, I mean, that really just kind of makes the pick for you with the Raiders with no real starting offensive line. I mean... That's, to me, the most important position in football is, either, is, or at least the most important unit in football, is your offensive line. Yeah. Um, and with the Bucks, the way their defense has been playing, I know I I feel kind of lost on the Bucks. I feel like I haven't done
0: a good job picking their games this year. I know you um, have a very m- more strong and well put together about them and how they're one of the best teams in the NFC East, and I don't really disagree. I mean, they haven't showed us. Look what they just did to the Packers last week, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna go by the Bucks. I'd probably pick them up to like eight points, eight, mm-hmm. nine points. The Raiders do have a tendency to kind of screw me in these in these yeah. big spreads. Um,
1: so I don't really know. It's hard when there's no spread. I do think the Bucks will win though. Um, I, I think they're better than the Raiders. Despite the Raiders can always kind of. Um, always kinda of show up and, and make it a game, but without a starting offensive line, without Jonathan Abram, I mean that's tough. Those are those are big pieces in
0: their team. So so I'm gonna go by the Bucks by probably I'll say eight. Yeah. I'll say, I'll <laughs> say eight. Yeah, I'm with you. everything you said. You know, I, I personally I do think that the Bucks right now, you know, what they've shown us this year, you know, you take a look at their losses, week one to the Saints it's an entirely new team. They're still getting things figured out. So, you know, you just chalk that up as like, yeah, they're, yeah, they're an offense that so just hasn't... The, it's their first, first live action together. And then the Bears won. That was a close game. They were marching down the field. It, there was a lot of weird penalties in that game, a lot of weird calls in that game uh, on that Thursday night football. So, you know, that one, I'm not, I, I really do think that the Bucs right now have proven to us, you know, uh, that they're the best at team in the NFC. Todd Bowles is a terrific defensive coordinator. Um, and that entire defense has been terrific. Um, meanwhile, you know on offense they're just getting better, and you know Gronk is starting to get involved too, which is huge. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna take the uh, take the Bucks minus three. I I likewise would take them up to nine or maybe even ten. I think that this could be a double digit win if that offensive line is not uh, playing. I I'm gonna assume that if if they're out, that Vegas will probably put this line around nine. Um, that's that's probably where I'd say to go. So. Um, I'm with you here. Uh, Bucks minus three. Pretty, pretty easy one to figure out, especially considering all the injuries. Yeah. All right, perfect. So let's move on now to another late afternoon game. Two very, yeah, you're good. You're good. Two very bad football teams. The one in five Jacksonville Jaguars, who, as we were talking about earlier, got blown out by the Detroit Lions. They are heading across the country to take on the L.A. Chargers. Chargers um, 1-4 really frustrating season for them because they've looked really good at times but they just find ways to blow all these games Um, both teams are seeking their first win since week 1 where the uh, I'm trying to remember did the Chargers beat the Panthers week 1 I'm trying to think who they won against this season the Jaguars beat the Colts Both of them. right here Um, no because the Raiders played Panthers Bengals yep okay gotcha so that was it um, and we've got you know two one and two. Uh, we've got a one and five team against a one and four team. The Chargers home favorites at seven and a half points. Teddy, are you buying that the Jaguars can make this a close one, or is this a big Chargers win for you? Um, yeah. So for me, like you said, these teams both aren't great. Um, but
1: the thing with the Jaguars for me is they've probably been the most disappointing team in my eyes this whole season. Um, I mean. You take a look, they they beat the Colts week one, which again, week one's always
0: kind of that weird week. Especially this uh, season, where there was no preseason. Right. And then you have them lose to Tennessee, who's a good team, but then they go lose to Miami, lose to Cincinnati, lose to Houston, lose to Detroit. I don't really believe in the Jaguars
1: at all. I don't think no. um, Gardner has looked good. I think um, DJ Chark is underwhelmed, which I, I mean, obviously, he was out a couple weeks and things like that, but... And for me, you take a look at the Chargers, um, the Chargers have been looking like a good team. You know, you watch these Chargers games and you don't sit there and you say, oh, this 1-5 team, they stink, they're getting blown out every week. I mean, they they won week one and then they've lost to the Chiefs, the Panthers, the Bucks, and the Saints. I mean, those are good teams, barring the Panthers, who I still think are like a, an average team at least, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, this is... The only thing that makes this a little tough is the seven and a half point um, spread. Yeah. But I just, I really am really out on
0: the Jaguars, and I'm pretty in on the Chargers. Um, so I'm going to take my seven and a half. I'll probably bet this, and I'm going to buy the half point for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but for terms
1: of the podcast, I'm definitely going to roll Chargers just because I really
0: don't like the Jaguars. Yeah, I'm gonna roll Chargers too, and it's it's everything you said. The only thing that scares me is with the Chargers. Every time, it just seems like they end up blowing up something at the end. You know, they had a a lead over the Saints. They've had leads over multiple teams, and they just allow their defense allows the other teams to stay in way too long, and that's why they're one in five. You know, they could have beaten they could have beaten the the Chiefs. They could have beaten you know the Buccaneers. They were going back and forth with them. They've hung around really good teams. The defense owes it to Justin Herbert in this offense to have one good showing against a bad team. And, you know, when you take a look at who they've played this year, Jacksonville is getting blown out by bad teams, and the Chargers are keeping it close with good teams. So I think the record doesn't, you know, give enough credit to, you know, how good the Chargers are. So I'm with you. Seven and a half here. Um, The only thing that. That worries me is like, you know, the Chargers missing field goals or their defense just making really dumb plays at the end of the game where it ends up being closer than it should be. Um, so so really interesting game here. Uh, moving on now, Ted, we've still, you know, only disagreed on one game thus far. Really interesting spread here um, in the Chiefs-Broncos game. The Chiefs 5-1 and coming off of their first game, um, or their, uh, they're coming off of that rebound win over the uh, Buffalo Bills on Monday Night Football. Meanwhile, the Denver Broncos, 2-3, and three, just beat the New England Patriots. It wasn't a pretty win, it wasn't a convincing win, but they got the win in New England, which isn't something traditionally they've ever done. Um, Kansas City has won nine straight games versus the Broncos, but the the name of the game here is the spread. The Chiefs are 10-point favorites. Um, Teddy, I have a lot of you know conflicting thoughts about this game. I wonder how you see it breaking down.
1: Yeah, um, I do too, and... Obviously, I mean, the Chiefs are the Chiefs, right? And, and we know that they're probably the best team in the league. Um, you have Le'Veon Bell who's probably going to make his debut this week, but mm-hmm. who really knows what's going to happen with that, how much they integrate him into the offense right off the bat. Um, and I think you take a look at this Chiefs season, and the Chiefs have covered against the Texans, Ravens, Patriots, and Bills. And then they haven't covered against the Chargers and Raiders which to me is just like a little odd, you know, they seem to have this weird tendency to against bad teams, not cover, but then against good teams cover that spread. Um, and for me on uh, these 10 point, uh, spreads have just been screwing me over. I feel like this year. Um, so I'm going to ride, um, it's COVID season. You know, everyone's got to watch out for their lungs, mile high stadium. You don't get as much air there. I'm going to take the Broncos plus 10 tens, a lot of points. Um, I do think the Chiefs win, but but I just I, I really I don't like taking these big spreads. Um, it's Chiefs in the regular season in October. I just I'm gonna go Broncos. I'm, I obviously don't love betting against the Chiefs, but 10 points is just so much.
0: Yeah, it is a huge spread, and, and my thing that 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 makes it tough for me to choose. I mean, I mean, look at the Broncos' schedule and what they've done this year. So week one, against the Titans, they only lose by two points. There's a lot that goes wrong in that game. They miss field goals. Gostowski's missing field goals for the Titans. It's a weird week one game. Week two, their quarterback gets hurt, and they only lose to the Steelers by five points, and they're driving on them as as the game comes to an end. Then Buccaneers blow them out of the water, 28-10. They go the next week. They beat the Jets by nine. Um, And then, of course, this past week, they beat the Patriots, 18-12. They've hung around good teams, except for the Buccaneers. They really have the Titans, the Steelers, the Patriots. They win. They've hung around all of those those teams. I just, I, I'm gonna stay with the Chiefs here to win by double digits. I feel like this is just the wrong time where it's like, I, I feel like the Chiefs are gonna introduce Le'Veon Bell in a really, uh, you know, exciting way. And I think this is one of those games that it just gets like way too out of reach. It's gonna to me. This seems like a a Tampa Bay versus versus Green Bay game this past week, where maybe it's close through the first quarter, but then the Chiefs are like, "Hey, we also just added Le'Veon Bell, so fuck you. We're gonna put up, you know, thirty-five plus points." So I see a lot of points for the. Uh, I see a lot of points for the um, Chiefs, and I don't see a lot of points for the Broncos because you take a look at what they've done, you know. It, They've their their defense has been terrific, so I'll give them that. You know, holding this, the Titans to 16, holding the Patriots to 12. But those are two teams that really like to play it close to the vest. They play efficient football. They like to run the ball a lot. But yeah. the Buccaneers, really electric passing offense. They put up 28. The Chiefs, this is the most talented offense the Broncos defense has faced all year. So I just think the Chiefs are really going to pour it on here. Um, and I think it's just going to get away from Denver. They won't be able to come back. So I'm, I'm expecting a very big Chiefs win here. Um, the 10 points does scare me, especially with seeing how Broncos the Broncos' defense has faced against really talented teams. Um, but I just think that this isn't a good matchup for, and I'm, I'm going to take the Chiefs minus 10. Yeah, and, and I mean, I, I do think you're right. You take into account the Patriots
1: last week. It was the field goal battle. I mm-hmm. mean, you're not going to hold, be holding the Chiefs to the field goals all day.
0: Yeah. Sorry. I'm yeah. going to stick with my pick, but, but I mean, it makes sense what you're saying. Right. To me, so like, my thing is the Broncos have hung around really good teams all year, but those teams don't really have the offense that the Chiefs have. You right. know? They, don't they, have the yeah. They're more teams that like to play that conservative, aggressive style where the, the, the Chiefs are just going to sling it on you. Um, yep. so, so we've disagreed twice now, which, which still, like, we're, we're really on with each other this week. Um, we've got three games left here. Really fun game uh, happening up in Gillette stadium, the return of Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, the 49ers three and three fresh off their win over the Rams. Uh, Teddy, I know we were split on that game. I was on the 49ers. You were on the Rams. It was just one of those games where it just, it swings the opposite way. It's, it's one of those weird games. Uh, they now travel to new England to take on the Patriots who are two and three, as we said, uh, the field goal battle with Denver, they end up losing that one. Um, Garoppolo, I'm sure, really wants to get this win over the Patriots, prove that um, you know they were in the wrong for for trading him away to San Francisco. And the 49ers, you know, look, they're three and three in this division. You can't afford that many more losses if you want to you know contend for the division title or even sneak in as a wild card team. We've got this one as Patriots minus two. Expect a very close game here, Teddy. um, How are you breaking this one down? Yeah, I mean, this is another tough
2: one for me. I think that's been the theme of the day. Um, yeah. You take – these are two teams who have both kind of been somewhat sporadic, you know, with um, – I mean, you look at the 49ers. Obviously, they've been dealing with their injuries. They're sitting at 3-3 three and three with losses to the Cardinals, the Eagles, and the Dolphins, and then wins against
1: the Jets' Giants. And then the only win that really was against that good team was the Rams last week, which – I mean, they basically blew them out. I mean, they were dominating that game the whole time. Then you take a look at the Patriots, you know, who obviously they've dealt with um, some COVID and with with Cam being out and things like that. Um, But you should look at last week. I mean, last week
2: I expected them to come out and trounce Denver and they did it, you know. Um, But at the same time, I just think the Patriots are still the Patriots. I mean, this is Belichick versus Kyle Shanahan, obviously two great coaches. Um, but I'm going to go with Belichick, you know. I, mm-hmm. I feel like when you're sitting here and you – I really just
1: don't love this game. It's hard, you know, because both these teams, I, I haven't been doing a, a good job predicting when they were going to show up and when they're not. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to ride Belichick because, at the end of the day, he's the greatest coach we've probably ever seen, um, at least in our lifetime. So I'm going mm-hmm. Patriots minus two, but I, I expect this to be a very good
0: game. Yeah, we're going to split here again, too. I'm taking the 49ers to win this one. Um, and I think for, for a reason, like you said, too, Belichick is the GOAT. And I think Kyle Shanahan, you know, a, a lot of these up-and-coming coaches, beating a guy like Belichick means so much for them in, in their careers. Um, you know, Kyle, Kyle to me, is, is one of those guys that is going to be up in that all-time great head coach. You know, he's so young, so he's going to have a, an incredibly long career. We've seen already he could turn around a team super quick from a down season and make them, you know, ride it all the way to the Super Bowl. Um, I think that this game means so much for the head coach and the quarterback of one team, and it doesn't mean a whole lot for the head coach and the quarterback of the other team. You know, yes, the Patriots obviously want to win this game. Every team wants to win every game. Um, and, and yeah, the Patriots have been a little bit in a little bit of a slump. You know, They're 2-3, and three, a losing record in October for the first time since 2001 um and and look so look both of these teams definitely want to win i just think that the 49ers are really going to pull all the stops here to get jimmy that win a quarterback's confidence is everything uh, especially when they're not great you know transcendent talents like a mahomes or a russell wilson they can deal through slumps and everything you know their confidence doesn't waver but when you've got a quarterback that is as inconsistent as jimmy g is they need this win they really do for for his confidence um, also to just help them feel validated about being traded from New England so I, I'm gonna take the 49ers to win here I don't feel confident about it at all. I just think that um, at the end of the day the 49ers to me need this win more than the Patriots do um, you know the Patriots they' they've got you know games against the Jets coming up they've got another showdown with with the uh, with the Dolphins um, so not a whole lot to be worried about but for the 49ers I think that you know hungry dog, runs faster is that the word is that the phrase and right now i think that the 49ers are the are the hungrier dog what you're here to say to me, that, uh, that's, that's a yeah word. hungry hungry dog no that's the thing it's you made that one up. no hungry dog runs faster <laughs> i heard it on a, a a barstool pod the other week and i, I was like oh. ooh, i like that one so i'm gonna take the 49ers to win here and i think this is just going to be such a huge win for for kyle and uh and jimmy g in this one
1: yeah and just one more thing i want to add um to me, Raheem Mostert is, like, one of my favorite running backs in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe he's not playing this week or yeah. he's just questionable. Yeah. Um, that, that matters a lot to me, too. Like, he, see, to me, they, The amount of teams that miss on Raheem Mostert is, is crazy to me. I mean, he was on the Jets for a while. He was on so many practice teams before he ever saw the field. And, and I just think he's just continuously dominated. See. Um, and I also just think, I think to watch the way that Belichick um, – tries to tries to get rid of George Kittle as he always mm-hmm. tries to get rid of that. The best part of your offense, I think that's going to be an interesting
0: matchup to keep our eyes on as well. Definitely. They sh- they shut down Darren Waller a couple of weeks ago. That's the name of his game. Belichick shuts down your tight end. I think Travis Kelsey didn't have that big of a game against them either. So Kittle's Kittle's another guy that, you know, they've, they've had to face a lot of talented tight ends already this year, and they've shut him down. So that's an exciting matchup. My thing with Mostert, I think Kyle Shanahan is just traditionally known for getting the most out of any running back. You know, I think he doesn't really care about, you know, uh, you know, what round draft pick you were. He just finds guys and makes it work. I think, you know, I think, uh, look, don't get me wrong. I think Mostert is very talented, but I think it's more Kyle designing the run scheme for him than it is him talent wise. But uh, all right, so we've got our our Sunday night football game, Monday night football to close it out. uh, As we were saying, this one was flexed to Sunday night just to make sure that there was a Sunday night football game. Um, NFC West matchup between the Seattle Seahawks, fresh off of their bye week, sitting at 5-0, the only undefeated team left in the NFC. Uh, Meanwhile, taking on the 4-2 Arizona Cardinals, um, who just had a very convincing win over the Dallas Cowboys on Monday Night Football. Russell Wilson in his career is 6-1-1 on the road versus Arizona. Seahawks open up as 3.5-point favorites. Teddy, you love the Seahawks. Um, I'm assuming we're picking on the same side here, but but um, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. How do we think this game is playing out? Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. I do love the Seahawks. Um, I do just want to talk about the Cardinals for a second because going into the season, like we kind of said, the Cardinals were that popular um, dark horse, if you will, team that a lot of people were projecting to kind of be a better team. And I think they've lived up to expectations so far. I mean, granted, you look at their schedule, they really haven't played anyone no one.
1: outside of maybe San Francisco
0: week one. Yeah, um, They do have tough losses to Detroit and Carolina. But, I mean, at the end of the day, we're through six weeks here. They're sitting at um, four and two. Obviously, their schedule gets a lot harder, um, as, as you know and I've been talking about. But
1: I do just want to give the Cardinals that credit because um, they really have been living up to my expectations um, I think I'm 4-2 betting on them at the same as their record so I just want to give them their props mm-hmm. at the end of the day though, you take the Cardinals who are a team that's maybe on the cusp they need a better defense um, they need to just put some more things together, um, I think they're building but they're not there and then you take the Seahawks who to me are just the most put together team um, in the league and I saw this meme the other day and it was it said like it was like Russ watching uh, watching Aaron Rodgers and whoever else. It was Russ watching Aaron Rodgers and uh, and like Josh Allen losing on Monday night football or uh, on oh. football games or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's just Russ is that guy, you know, he's gonna get you those wins and I just think they're so well put together. Um, so I do wanna give the Cardinals their
0: credit, but I'm uh, Ride and ride at Seahawks like I like I you knew I was gonna yeah um and I'm also gonna take the over at 56 oh nice I like that one so Ted I'm with you I'm on the Seahawks here um I'm not gonna give as much credit to the Cardinals as you are um I, I also was buying into them and I said at the beginning of the season that they could start off the year six and two seven and one. But where it gets really tough is this second half of the schedule. I think more more than likely they end the year at probably an 8-8 eight and eight type team or even a 7-9 and nine because it really does get way more difficult in the second half. Um, so I don't think that the Cardinals are a are a good team. I think that they are just kind of reaping the benefits of a um, really easy schedule to start things off. I will say I'll give them the credit for that win over the 49ers. Very impressive way to start your season. Um, my thing is, is I think... You know, you know, Kyler got a lot of hype through two weeks, and since then, you know, it's it's been shaky. It, it hasn't been that great out of him. Um, obviously, the Dallas defense, any quarterback looks great against them. Daniel Jones looks great against them. Um, so I'm not going to buy a whole lot into how they looked on Monday night. I just think that the Cardinals are – I like Kyler. I like the offensive weapons. I still hate, really, the front seven. Um, the offensive line, the front seven, you know, especially missing, uh, you know, uh, Chandler Jones for the rest of the season, too. Like, that's just a devastating injury. I like some young guys on the... Yeah, I like their... Yeah, best Q's guy we've had in quite some time, honestly. Um, and, uh, and he's just one of... The, it's just one of those teams where I just, like... I just think that they're just kind of like with the Steelers. I think they're just a little better than every, or they're a little worse than everybody thinks they are. Just they're, they're beating up on some bad teams and they've got a favorable first half schedule. So I'm with you here. Seahawks minus three and a half. Um, and I think, I think eventually we're going to see the Cardinals record-wise come down to earth a little bit. Yeah,
1: and and I think our analysis there is kind of like opposite analysis, but we're saying the same thing.
0: Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I want to give them
1: their credit because they have been born too. But at the same time, you're right. I don't think that their defense is there. And I think against these good teams, they're just not going to be able to put it all
0: together, you know? Exactly. Um, But at the end of the day, I like to root for them. I'm going to keep rooting for them. But Mm -hmm. Seahawks on my team. Oh, yeah. I love Kyler. He was, you know, he was my QB one last year. I love some of the guys on that team. Um, and, and I like the idea of Cliff Kingsbury being able to work out in the NFL long-term. So um, definitely like some guys on that team, but I, I, we both agree here. The Seahawks are just just the better team. Um, all right, so one game left, Monday Night Football. Uh, we've got the Chicago Bears sitting at 5-1, and one, traveling out to Los Angeles to take on the 4-2 and two Rams. Bears just got the win over Carolina uh, the week before. Um, meanwhile, the Rams, they lost to the 49ers on Sunday Night Football. This game has, it opened up at three point favorite for the Rams or it was a lot closer. Since then, it's blown up to Rams minus six, where we got it at. Uh, the Rams, fun fact about them, 14 and four at home since 2018. Uh, look, I was, on, I was on the 49ers last week because the Rams have been traveling a bunch and they don't do well against 12 personnel. Um, and then they've got the Bears coming in here, so they don't have to travel again. They haven't traveled in a couple weeks. Um, and the Bears don't necessarily run a ton of 12 personnel. They don't use multiple tight end sets. Um, Rams minus six. Teddy, what is your breakdown on this?
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, just from a betting standpoint, this is kind of a, an interesting matchup for me because you take a team like the Rams, who I've been riding all year, you know, mm-hmm. um, and has looked pretty good last week against the uh, the Niners. That was kind of a tough one for me, but... Um, but they still have looked pretty good. And then you take the Bears, who all season I've been riding against, you know, and they just keep winning, keep winning, keep winning. And it's just – it's honestly blowing my mind. Um, but I have no plans on changing my strategy. I still don't believe in the Bears. Yeah. I still believe in the Rams. Um, so I'm just going to continue doing that, you know, and I'm going to take the Rams minus six here. Um, the Bears really have – their defense has just shown up week after week after week, and I keep anticipating it to not, and they keep just doing it again and again. So I think this is interesting. Um, I think your breakdown of kind of the rams 49 ers game, um, I think you kind of hit it right on the nose. Obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty, 20 but um, you did say that, and I think that is those were definitely factors into um, that game last week. But at the end of the day, I just think the Rams are still very talented. I think they're one of the better teams. I think Sean McVay will be able to kind of do something against this Bears defense. So I'm going to mm. continue betting against the Bears, continue betting on the Rams. We'll see how it works out. But I have no plans on a change of a strategy.
0: Yeah, it's a really interesting game. Um, two, two years ago, these two teams faced off in Chicago. And at the time, that was the year that the Rams made it to the Super Bowl. They were 11-2 and at the time. And the Bears were nine and four going into that game, and the Bears ended up winning 15 to six. It was a field goal shootout between those two teams, um, and really, that game was one of the games where it was like, that's how you accurately predict what you're going to get out of Jared Goff. is It's the storyline of his career. If he has time in the pocket, if he is protected, he can make accurate throws. But when the pressure is on him, um, it's a little bit, it's a little bit iffy. His throws aren't on. Um, he's very inconsistent. He has to run out of the pocket. And he's not great throwing on the run. Um, this game is tough. Where, where the difference comes to me is now who's the defensive coordinator for the Bears. You know, Two years ago, it was Vic Fangio, now head coach of the Denver Broncos, and he loves blitzing. He loves putting the pressure on you. Now they've got in Chuck Pagano. A lot of the defensive personnel is the same on the field, but Pagano is more of a Um, he he really doesn't, he's not one of those defensive coordinators that is going to throw a lot of guys at you. So I think Goff will have time. I agree. I I love riding the Rams this year. They're one of my favorite teams to watch. Um, I think now that they've, you know, had a week where they didn't have to travel a bunch, um, they get off of that loss to the 49ers. They're going to want to come out here. I just think that they're the better team. Like you said, Um, I'm going to take them here, minus six, but it is interesting to see because like, you know, the last time we saw Goff against, you know, the amount of talent that's on this Bears defense, it didn't, it didn't go well for him. But I think because of who the defensive coordinator is, he's going to have a much easier time picking them apart on some deep passing concepts. Um, so so I'm, I'm riding with the Rams, too. Just a, just some interesting tidbits on it because, I mean, the last time they faced I'll pull up the stats right now because I've got it right here. Jared Goff was 20 of 44, threw for 180 yards, and Teddy, guess how many interceptions? How many? four that's a bad game he was really yeah, bad great he was really <laughs> bad against the bears um so yeah i'm going i'm going with the rams here though i, I am a little skeptical of it though I, I don't feel great about it um but ted that'll wrap everything up this week we agreed on just about everything aside from three games just to, to recap real quick as we get our best bets ready um we agreed on everything up until the Titans steelers i'm on the titans minus one you're on the steelers plus one uh, we also disagreed on the uh, Chiefs-Broncos. I took Chiefs minus 10. You were on Broncos plus 10. We also disagree on the 49ers-Patriots. I'm on the 49ers to win that one. You've got the Patriots minus uh, 2. Real quick, three of your best bets for the week. I'll give mine, and then we'll say goodbye to everybody. Yeah, all right. Um, so best bets, going to continue to ride the Seahawks, uh, minus 3.5. Going to
1: take the Packers minus 3.5 over the Texans. I just think they're, I really do like that game. Um, and then I'm going to go with the Lions, you know, I, I think that the Lions are growing on me every week, um, and
0: I just love Kenny Galladay, man. So yeah. those are my three. Well, what's really interesting is, is uh, we almost have the identical same three. I was almost on the Lions plus two. I, like I said, I had a f- about five best bets in here that I wanted to take. Um, the Lions plus two were one of them, but for my three, I'm with you on the Seahawks and Packers, minus three and a half for both of them. And then Teddy, I am also on the Bills minus thirteen and a half. I'm a little worried now that Sam Darnold has been announced, but I'm still going to ride him to win by a couple of touchdowns here. Yeah, and the only reason I'm not making that my favorite bet is because I'm a Jets fan. To be honest with you, you I love that bet as well. Yeah, it's a good one. Hopefully, hopefully Sam Darnold doesn't screw me over. I'm going to be if 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 the Jets somehow keep this game close and I lose 115 bucks on them, I'm going to be so pissed off at myself next week when we do this show. I'm going to be so mad. I just want to see some jump balls to
2: Benzel Mims personally.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be really interesting to see how how his impact is on the offense because they definitely need another receiving option outside of Jameson. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Well, that'll wrap things up for us. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Teddy, thank you as always for coming back on. Um, we'll, we'll of yeah, course man. be back here next week doing the show. Any any parting words before we uh, before we sign off? No, we just we need a good week. Let's do it, man. Yeah, I we appreciate do. Appreciate having me on. I appreciate everyone who listens. Um, so thank yeah. you. Yeah, of course. We've had 2 downish weeks, so hopefully we get back on top here, and we're both, since we're agreeing on so many of these picks, maybe that does mean good things for both of us, hopefully. So um, thank you guys again so much for listening. Uh, make sure to uh, you know, like, subscribe, review to the podcast. I appreciate the feedback. Uh, we'll be back on Monday recapping week seven of the NFL season. Thank you guys so much again. For Teddy Pristash, I'm Blake Pace, I we'll talk to you later.